Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shepska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on, get in! Well, it's noon here on Monday, January 23rd in downtown Bethesda, Maryland, and... Uptown Ventnor City, New Jersey, and this is news that you can use from Car Edge. That's right, Car Edge, with your hosts, Zach and Ray. All right, Pops, let's jump right into it, and then we will address the big news today, which we just announced over on the Car Edge channel. But, Dad, I want to pull up an article that was published just last week. Most new car buyers are now paying less than sticker price. And, and we titled today's stream that millions of Americans are making a huge mistake and you can't let this happen to you, Dad. I'm going to read this. A year ago, record tight inventories meant 80% of car buyers were paying more than the manufacturer's suggested retail price, according to data from Edmunds. For decades, car buyers have been able to negotiate a discount. Today, only 36% of buyers are paying above sticker. Wait a second. Wait a second. Oh. Wait a second. What is the huge mistake here, Dad, that millions of people are still making that you cannot let happen to you? Can you believe it? 36% of transactions on new cars were still over MSRP. WTF. Can I believe that? Of course I can believe it. We are a nation of not-so-bright people. Um, that we have, we have set aside our sensibilities when it comes to doing things and saying, well, I just got to have it, so I'm going to overpay to get it. When in reality, maybe, perhaps, if you remain patient and steadfast, you could get that car without paying above MSRP. Now, I understand that there are certain models out there and certain brands that are still in short supply. Uh, RAV4 Hybrid, uh, pretty much any Toyota Hybrid. Um, you know, there are just certain brands that are in short supply. Uh, and, and so, yes, if you can't be patient, then you're going to overpay. Or if you can be patient, you can find somebody that will work with you. There are dealers out there that are not charging over MSRP, and there is no need to pay over MSRP. Remember that anytime hmm. a dealer ask for additional dealer markup that's all it is it's an ask they're hopeful that you will agree to it there's nothing that says you must you can either accept it you can reject it or you can amend it so what do i mean by that if they're asking 2000 over and you feel like that's a fair deal then you can just accept it you can look at them and just absolutely reject it and say i'm not paying that or Maybe you can negotiate a compromise and amend it to an amount that would be more acceptable to you. But it is an ask. It is not a mandate. Um, and if I may, if I may take one yeah. second, I saw an article today in Automotive News about how dealerships are starting to realize that the landscape is changing and they're going to have to train their salespeople again on how to sell cars um, when there's a competitive market. So it's not just 
take it or leave it. It's suddenly salespeople are going to have to learn how to overcome objections. Um, salespeople are going to have to learn how to sell. Salespeople are going to have to learn how to um, make a smaller commission than they had in the past yeah. because those days of just getting whatever you were asking for something, they're going by the wayside. 100% they are, Dad. I mean, we are starting to see the reversion to previous car buying experiences. Now, at the same time, the issue is there are a lot of folks out there who don't know that the landscape has changed. They, they're still seeing the headlines that were new car shortage, dealers selling above MSRP. That's the new no. No, 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 no. This is why we, I mean, we help hundreds of people every single week and we see it. You do not pay over MSRP anymore. And if you do, Dad, the unfortunate reality is, and I and I put this over on Twitter uh, earlier today, just trying to quantify a little bit of what's going on. I, I tweeted this, Dad. I'll zoom in for you here. Last yes. year in January, 80% of new cars purchased transacted above MSRP. On average, those vehicles have depreciated about 20%. That's the that's the depreciation for 2022 from our friends over at BlackBook. Mm -hmm. And if you think that the average transaction price back in January of last year was around $45,000, which was a little bit north of that, that's more than yes. $9,000 in depreciation just because you had to buy the latest and greatest. And there is no indication that that's going to stop anytime soon. And so the idea that a dealership is going to sell someone a car over MSRP when the thing's already coming back down to earth, that is BS. And that is why do not let that happen to you. That is a mistake you cannot make. You have to take an hour out of your day and get educated and understand that you do not need to pay over MSRP and understand what, what a reasonable price is in your area. Exactly. And, and there, like I said, there are dealers out there that will work with you. Um, there are, there are dealers that obviously took advantage of the situation for as long as they could. And, and I get that. Okay. But, there's other dealers that realized that trying to do that for an extended period of time is counterproductive to actually growing your business. Those, if 80% of people last January paid more than MSRP, ultimately 80% of those buyers, well, maybe 100% of those 80%, woke up one yep. day and said, I got nothing other than the use of this vehicle by overpaying. It it's it's just exacerbates the depreciation of the vehicle. Uh, if you overpaid, if you paid a, th a thirty five hundred dollar uh, market adjustment, well, when they go to appraise that vehicle, there is nothing in the used car guides that says uh, amount for market adjustment. It doesn't exist. So that's just vapor. That's just air. That's just that that that's just you kissed that thirty five hundred dollars goodbye, uh, and then on top of it, you have your normal twenty percent depreciation in a normal year. Uh, that's uh, people just need to be patient. People just need to wait, and um, good things will come to those who wait patience is a virtue. Now, Dad, I saw another story in this. In a minute here, we're going to touch on probably the biggest news story of the day, so stay tuned for that. But I saw this other story that I thought was interesting, and we're starting a research project. We'll have it published on caredge.com probably by Wednesday or Thursday this week. 
But Dad, the headline reads, new Ford vehicles get higher destination charges for 2023. And if I scroll down here, Dad, we can see do 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 those vehicles include the 2023 ford explorer ford super duty ford expedition which received the destination charge increase of a hundred dollars as well as the corsair nautilus aviator and navigator which all jumped by two hundred dollars stellantis we should note charges two thousand dollars as a destination fee for their jeep grand wagoneer and cadillac hits us with an 1895 destination fee not to mention the super duty and navigators have a destination charge of one thousand eight hundred and $95. In part, I bring this up, Dad, because you're talking about paying for air. It is well mm. understood within the auto industry that these destination fees charged by the OEM are just made up numbers, little profit centers. And it's it's ridiculous to see Ford increase it yet yet again. And, and the research project we're going to do is we're going to do- document the uh, new cars with the highest and lowest destination charges and put that on the internet so everyone understands who's charging the most mm-hmm. and who's charging the least. This is craziness. Uh, well, <clears throat> it it is, and in some cases, it can be a profit center for the manufacturers. Um, there can be a legitimate reason for destination fees and charges to go up. Uh, the cost of fuel went up, but the cost of fuel has pretty much come back down to earth. Um, you know, there's there's just natural inflation, and, and I get that. But you know, I I, rem- I remember not all that long ago that $850 or $950 or $995 was pretty much the going rate for uh, destination fees from manufacturers to the dealers. Now, you know, if you're a Ford dealer in Michigan and the vehicle was produced in Michigan, you're paying the same $1,895 as the Ford dealer in Maine or the Ford dealer in, in Washington state, it doesn't matter, you know, so it's, they kind of cost average it. Um, but I, I would suspect that it's kind of like when you buy something on eBay, uh, there's, there's a little extra figured into the shipping costs for the seller. Uh, it's just, it's just a way for them to offset, um, their expense and make a little bit of profit on it. And unfortunately, everybody pays it. So, yeah, no one no one gets around it. The dealer pays for it. The consumer pays for it. It goes straight back to the automaker. And we actually have an article over on CarEdge.com. The non-negotiable destination charge is increasing rapidly. And this was from November of 2021 that we were hitting on this. And you could see data from back then, 2017 to 2021. This is the data that we're going to be building off of. And you can see who the the worst offenders are here. Obviously, Stellantis is number one on that list and Ford not far behind them. So it is. It's just a a bit of a profit center for the OEM. And and it's something that gets passed along to to all of us. Another fun fee. Yes. Yes. It is a a hidden profit center for some of the manufacturers. It really is. Um, And you know, we're all just kind of uh, beholden to them that they're nice enough to build the cars and ship them. <laughs> all right, Dad. Now, the big news of the day, we dropped the video over on the Car Edge channel. And man, am I frustrated with YouTube right now. We can't update the channel name for another nine days, but we are officially Car Edge. Uh, the, the YAA website no longer exists. You go to CarEdge.com. That's where all of our information is. And so just want to thank everyone um, you know, for, for helping us get to this point with car edge and we have this comment come through dad in the chat my car is yeah. in good shape what is the expected life of a ford fusion 2015 and dad the first thing i'm thinking about is going to car edge exactly 
resources, free data. And a, today's video on the main channel, by the way, is about a five and a half minute infomercial and then an explanation for why we changed. So I, I understand if, if some folks are not thrilled with today's video, we get it. But I want to demonstrate it was a Ford Fusion, correct? Uh, I think that's what he said. So we're going to go to Ford Fusion. Whoops, I got caught up. In Let me try this again. Ford Fusion Research. Dude. Oh, looks like we have a little... What happened there? Bug. Let me try it this way. Really, Maybe. What happened? Audi... Yeah, I'll have to check why the Ford Fusion didn't work. I'll double check that. However, I still want to demonstrate that if you go to a vehicle, you can click on maintenance and you can start to get a sense for what that uh, annual cost of maintenance and repairs is going to be and the probability of a major repair. So I'll have to double check why the Ford Fusion page isn't loading up, but that would be the first place I would look is, okay, if I'm in year five of this, what's the likelihood of a major repair? What's the likelihood uh, amount that I'm going to have to spend on maintenance and repairs? And all of that is, of course, free back on the car edge website so again i do a little i do have there, a question for info. you yes i do Please. have a question for you if can can you research pre-owned cars can you put in there like a 2015 ford and then no not yet not yet pops okay. right now it's all just like from present day values but that is definitely what we're working towards a big any any vin you should be able to see what's the expected maintenance cost what's the expected likelihood of major repair but right now though that's still a great resource to answer a sure. question like that well yeah because yep. if if it's a 2015 and you and and so you're seven eight years in you know what to expect moving forward uh as to when you could expect that major repair uh, and how much your annual um, maintenance expenses should be. Yeah. Now, just letting point. everyone know the trans the transition of your YAA membership over to CarEdge that is in flight this week. You'll be receiving email communications from us, so please give us some patience. You can still log in to the old YAA website app app at uh, dot join yaa.com but thank you guys thank you so much for your support and helping us get to this point and it's a it's a really momentous day for for us in the business it certainly is uh, you know because because as much as i liked yaa i love <laughs> car edge and i can't wait to get my new car edge coffee mug Thank you for that, Pops. Really appreciate it. All right, let's turn yeah. our attention to some other industry news that came out over the weekend. Dad, I want to have a quick conversation about the push to electric vehicles. And now a question mark in my mind. GM has backed out of one of their plants with LG Chem. That's news that broke. And then this headline, GM is investing almost a billion dollars in new V8 engines. I am confused, Dad. I am legitimately yeah. confused. Are we going all in on EVs? Or are we walking that back? Or does Mary Barrow want us to think she's kind of Tesla, kind of not Tesla? A billion dollars, $854 million going towards V8 engines. Were you surprised to read this? Uh, well, um, you know, maybe, maybe they're finally realizing that the, the vast majority of Americans aren't really ready to go full EV. Um, and so that the future is still bright for any number of years uh, moving forward for uh, ICE vehicles, V8 engine vehicles. Um, maybe maybe they haven't seen the type of EV adoption rate 
for their EVs that they're producing uh, at quite the level they had suspected. And they realized that uh, perhaps they were putting too many of their eggs in one basket. And so they need to, they need to continue with the internal combustion engine vehicles. Um, because as, as I said uh, a couple months ago, you know, where, where, the hope was in this country, like by 2030, 50% of all vehicles being sold are going to be uh, electric vehicles, full electric vehicles. And, and I think um, it's not going to be anywhere near that. I, I think if, if the adoption rate is 30 to 35%, um, we'll be lucky. There are, there are close to 300 million internal combustion engine vehicles in this yeah. country. You, you are not going to get 50% of people who buy cars to agree to switch over to electric vehicles simply because, well, you want them to. They, they haven't been convinced to yet. They haven't been given good enough reasons to do it yet. I'm not saying that it won't happen. I just don't think it's going to happen in the aggressive time frame that they had all uh, pictured. Absolutely. And I think what we're seeing now, Dad, is all of those commitments, billions of dollars in commitments, these big companies, Ford, GM and others are now looking at, oh, crap, we need to make money again because there's not just free free money, uh, no low interest, you know, free money coming to us. And so I think we're going to see a, a big wave of this, uh, a wave of these OEMs doubling down on what made them profitable to begin with. And again, nearly a billion dollars for V8 engines. You, you couldn't have imagined that being a headline in 2022, but in 2023, when profits matter more than anything else, kind of makes sense. We know that, uh, like, for instance, Ford, um, they don't, they say they don't make money uh, producing EVs when they, they build them and, and they wholesale them to their dealer body that there's no real profit built in for Ford Motor Company. Um, well, if that's really the case, can you afford to have 50, 60, 70% of the vehicles you sell be absolute losers for the manufacturer? Um, I, pencil. I, well, you know, I was going to say, I, I, don't, I don't think um, that if more than half of what you sell is, is losing you money, that that's not a sustainable business plan. Um, and I didn't attend the Harvard Business School to figure that part of it out. Um, now, maybe it could be a sustainable business plan if, on the other side of things, you are making a giant-ass profit on every other vehicle that you manufacture. But at that point, then every other vehicle that you manufacture would become uh, so overpriced that nobody would buy it anyway. So it, it just I, – I think until – cost of raw materials of of the minerals and stuff that are needed in order to produce the batteries and everything else until yeah. those can stabilize and come down and and be more realistic uh, i i just yeah i i think i think the future is still somewhat bright for internal combustion engine vehicles Let's switch gears, Dad. Let's jump to the chat. We had a thoughtful contribution here come from Steve. And, and you, Steve's Steve. asking, Ray, you think manufacturers will be receptive to negotiating residuals since prices have dropped wholesale? Our lease ends November 2023. Dad, I don't think we're ever going to see captive lenders negotiate on the previously set residual value, correct? 
No, the, the the one thing in life that's not negotiable is the residual value. It's 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 a contract value. It's what the whole lease was factored on. Um, so whatever it was, it was. They won't negotiate with you as to the residual value. Um, so <clears throat> you know they they carry insurance in case the vehicle's not worth what the residual value is at the end. So. No, uh, no, the manufacturers or the captive lenders, they're, they're not going to negotiate the residual value to the customer at the end of the lease. It is what it states in the contract. Now, we are seeing more and more articles, headlines, and uh, industry communications saying leasing will be getting better this year because manufacturers will need to uh, incentivize folks to get into the new car inventory that's sitting around. So November of this year to get into another lease might be a great, great timing, all things considered. Yes, I would think so. I mean, you know, all the manufacturing, leasing at one point represented pretty close to about 35% of all vehicles sold were actually leased. That number's down to like 16%, 16 to 18%. Um, dealers, not dealers, but the manufacturers are, are starting to realize again that they're, they'll be much better off if they support leasing again because that'll bring their customers back to the marketplace in three years because the sweet spot for most leases is 36 months that would bring their customers back into the marketplace in three years as opposed to the growing number of people who are financing somewhere between 72 and 84 months so if it's 72 to 84 months those people aren't getting back into the marketplace, you know, in three years. They they might get back into the marketplace in five years. Um, the ones that are at 84 months might get back into the marketplace in, in six years. Um, so they're if, if they encourage leasing again, they're encouraging uh, their customers to come back and purchase another vehicle or get into another vehicle every three years as opposed to every five or six. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. And it'll be a uh, monthly payment that is more attainable in a world where paying over $1,000 a month for a car is somehow normal. Pops Craig with a thoughtful super sticker. Is that a Saturday night thing where you dance for the? Nope, I guess it's an well, everyday you know, thing. Uh, it, you, it, 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 you know, any anytime somebody's gracious enough to give us a super sticker, uh, I'll figure out how to dance. Well, at least chair dance. <laughs> and then, you know, the damn chair has these really good wheels on it. And then it... <laughs> I can't stay in place any longer. I'm going to have to attach handles. Man. I'm going to have to attach handles to my tabletop so that I can hold on and pull myself back in. Hey, let's turn our attention to uh, one of my favorite segments. Really? You, you got to be, be kidding, kidding me. All right, Dad, I, I've seen some of these videos over on TikTok. I've seen it on Twitter a little bit. And then I saw this article and I just think I just think there's some interesting things going on <laughs> at Hertz. You know, from time to time, we we there's some how do I say this? There are some companies that we can rely on consistently to help us make sure we're producing good content. Carvana. Thank you. Um, yes. Uh, Ford, Ford. With your quality issues. Thank you. Yes. Um, Hertz is another one. All right, guys. Yes. Hertz parking lots. They're filled with unrented Tesla Model 3 and Model Ys. If y'all remember. Hertz had the big campaign. Tom Brady was involved, the whole nine yards. They're going electric. 
you know, the whole thing, this was post-bankruptcy, everyone. Post-bankruptcy, yes. they, they were going to resurrect themselves because they were going to be the company that you would rent a car from and it would be a Tesla and EV. And now they're all just sitting there and Tesla also just slashed the price by, you know, 10 to 20%. Not a good time to be at Hertz. Poor Hertz, right? Uh, you know, and, and where is it? I think in, in the San Francisco Bay Area. If you would like to rent one of those Hertz electric vehicles, it's $400 a day. $400 a day. Um, tell me that's not a ridiculous amount of money so that you can drive around and save the planet. Um, and then don't forget, you have to recharge that son of a gun because you can't bring it back with, with less charge than what it had. And then one of the complaints that a lot of people have had with, with their Hertz rentals is that uh, most of them aren't even charged all the way uh, when you get into it to begin with. It's just, it, it was, it was a great gimmick. It, it was just, it was a great <laughs> gimmick. Um, you know, if, if I, if I were somewhere and I needed to rent a car for a couple days, okay. Yeah. Um, and I had no idea like where charging stations were or this or that or how to, why would I do that? It, you know, I know it's pretty easy to find a gas station. Um, they're, <laughs> they're just about everywhere, probably except when you need one. Um, uh, but I hear you. There, there, there are many more gas stations that are easily found than say charging stations. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. It doesn't surprise me that it uh, the, the public hasn't taken to Hertz and their electric vehicle strategy quite like Hertz had had thought. Maybe, maybe yeah, they should report. Yeah. They should report all those vehicles as stolen. <laughs> <laughs> don't be surprised if we have more Hertz bankruptcy headlines later on this year. Hey, just want to give everyone. Some context here. Gavin saying, got my RAM, 1,521% below MSRP. Did I make a mistake? No. And then Space, really appreciate Space is in here saying, no. Yeah. That's a solid deal. Again, some yes. vehicles are negotiable out there, folks. Please, if you are going to buy a car, CarEdge.com, let us help you. There's no point in paying MSRP. We started off today's show saying, don't let this mistake happen to you. Do not be one of the 36% of car buyers last month who paid over MSRP. You do not need to do that. Do not do that. Do not do that. That is that is not good. Yeah, can we? You know, be, can I propose something, like, Pops? I was going to say, be like your sister, and rather than have to overpay for a Toyota Rav Four Hybrid that they couldn't get, um, you know, pay a lot less, uh, pay five or six thousand dollars less, and go get yourself well a a Mazda CX Five. So. Just like Zach, you did, right? It's yeah. like, you just got to do a little bit of digging. You got to tune into some of the videos, work with a car coach. We're definitely here to help you out. Okay. We've got Richard asking, I like your idea of a checklist roadmap. Has that been completed on car edge? No, Richard. We are just about to hand <laughs> that off to the engineering team. Give us like, I'm going to say two months. Give us two months, Richard. Hopefully um, I, we can beat the, the two months that I'm about to say, but, but give us two months. We will have this whole checklist, this whole... I, I can actually show you. I, I actually I should probably show you pops, but we'll do that in just a minute. Before we do, Dad, can we can yes. we can we do two things really quickly? Sure, maybe. All right. So I was just going on YouTube, and I just got to say, don't buy a car for sixty days, and this will happen. I think our message is getting out there. 
neither yeah. of us, neither my dad or I, do we watch other people's YouTube channels. We really don't. We we we'd rather uh, you know occupy our time with with different things. But I like yeah. it. I like seeing that our message is getting out there. And then pops, I yeah. wanted to go over to today's video over on the Car Edge channel, which again YouTube said in nine days we can update our channel name. So it's still going to be your Advocate Alliance for nine more days, which is making me pull okay. out my hair. And I just wanted to go through some of the comments here. You know, I think it's I think it's important that we show people, hey, we are not infallible. We read the comments. We read the good ones and the bad ones. Do you mind if we take a couple minutes to read through some of the comments? No, you just have to make them bigger so I can actually see them. All right. You ready? Yeah, I'm really like straining here. <laughs> Is that better? OK, there you go. Yeah, yeah. You know. So we've got people who didn't understand the old name. Yeah. Uh, we're right there with you. Mike says there are so many judgmental people armchairing. They're less than knowledgeable opinions. Ryan Zach are providing a service. If you're smart enough to not need their service, then good for you. Um, and those who may need a little help, this is a positive service. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. And you give that a heart. Byron's excited for what the future holds, giving us blessings. We really appreciate that. Um, whenever I try and tell my wife something I heard from your video, I'd say that father and son channel car edge will be much easier. <laughs> we <appreciate> that. <laughs> Um, thank you so much for all the free resources. Yeah, just just a heads up. Um, I link to the uh, many of the free resources and also to, to pass the informational. You can just click on 539. Let's read this one from Marcos. Can't please everyone when you don't charge for a service. They say it's too good to be true. When you decide to charge for a service, they say you're too greedy. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, but you have to you have to provide value, right, Dad? Yes, yeah, you have to provide value, and you have to. <sighs> People have to realize that that we are more than than our videos, and we are more than this show. Um, it it takes a lot of people to do what we're trying to build, and we have to pay people. They have to be paid. They're entitled to go figure, make a living, and we want them to be able to make a living, and. So everything we do can't be free. Some things have to produce income because if there is no income, we can't continue. This is not just a nonprofit. We're not underwritten by anybody. Um, you know, there's, there's no, we don't have a philanthropist behind us saying, hey, take all the money you need. We don't need to make any money on this. We just want you to provide this service to the people in the United States. There's nobody doing that. There's nobody saying that to us. So we actually, it takes money. It takes people. It takes time. It takes effort and energy to produce the videos, the blogs, um, the show, uh, the, the, roadmap, the website. Dad. Yeah, the roadmap. I mean, it, none of that, none of that just happens magically. And so, yeah, if there's a cost to that, most of the stuff is still F-R-E-E, -E, okay? So much of the stuff is free, okay? But there is some stuff, the enhanced services, that I don't know, have, have a slight charge to them. Sorry yeah. about let's, that. Let's keep going through some of the comments here in a second, Dad. Yes. I, I just want to go to Ranger One. Thank you for the contribution. How about use Jeep Grand Cherokee Summit or Overland 2018 to 2021, 15 to 30,000 miles, best negotiating price? And this is the thing. We get, 
I'm sure there's empathy for us and and I'm not it's not that we need it but every day 100 plus people reach out to us what is the fair price to pay what can we do and all that we could do to think to solve that is okay let's work really hard to respond to as many people as possible and the moment you realize that you can't respond to everyone with the correct answer you start hiring people and the moment you start hiring people you have to pay those people and so this is why ranger one we appreciate the contribution I encourage you to go to the free community forum and ask there mm -hmm. where maybe some people can help you because I don't know the answer to this off the top of my head. I can tell you the way that we think about coming up to a fair price, which we have videos on as well. What I can tell you is that if you work with a coach, they'll be able to review the deal that you get from the dealership and help you identify. We have access to all the auction data. We can review the same information that the dealers are looking at to help you figure out what a fair price is to pay for that. I Very thoughtful contribution. I have no clue what the answer is, but I have... We've figured out ways to help you get that answer. Yes. And, and you know, there, there's much more information that's needed. What part of the country do you live? What's the market in your area? Um, so there's there's a lot of information that, that our coaches need. Um, but just utilizing some of the free tools can help you figure out what a fair price would be. And engaging in the community would help as well because – there's thousands of people that are in that community forum daily and they're all sharing information to help one another. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Thank you space for, for linking to the review, my deal section of the community forum. And dad, before we go back to the comments, Julius, appreciate the contribution. Julius, very kind of you. Very Thank thoughtful. You, Julius. We really do appreciate it. I just want to say I had an uncle Julius. I mean, a real one. And I'm not talking about the drink. I'm talking about uh, my uncle, Julius Lewis, who had uh, men's and women's clothing stores in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, the name of the store was Julius Lewis. And as a small side note, uh, a rather a rather well-known singer, rock and roll singer, a guy by the name of Elvis Presley used to shop there. Just thought I'd throw that out. Um, sorry. <laughs> It's just, it's funny. Well, thank you, you, you have Julius. no clue when I pull up. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I pull up this comment about layoffs and you're going on about your uncle. <laughs> well, it's all good, dad. All good. Thanks. No, we are not going to have layoffs. That's honestly, at the end of the day, what keeps me up at night is making sure that we never have to do that. That is like why we are as pragmatic as we are, why we charge for things. We're getting comments left and right on the other video that we'll get to in a second. Why are you charging so much money? There's people that do this for free. We do a lot for free, folks. The last thing I yeah. want to do is lay off the incredible team that we have. Okay, that is the, the last thing I want to do. I want to build something lasting here. Steven, thank you for the contribution. We have no plans in 2023 to do uh, an iPhone app or an Android app. Eventually, yes, it, it seems seems like we'll, we'll have to, but there are no immediate plans for 2023 to do that. Stop. Everyone's donating. Stop. 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 Um, <laughs> Randy, thank you. Just finished up my interview. Ray, please accept this for a White House sub now that you are home. Uh, maybe Randy uh, met with our team doing some of the user research. Today. Yes. Well, and Randy, I will, even though Zach won't pass that $10 along to me, I will indeed make it a point to go to the White House and pick up a sub. I promise. I love it. I absolutely love it. So, Dad, can I actually um, give you give you a little overview of the uh, what, what, what the team's working on? What will be coming out in a couple weeks here? Well, more like a couple sure. months. Yeah. All right. Give me one second. I'm going to have to pull it up. Let me go to my email. 
Bear with me, bear with me. Maybe, Pops, you can interact with the chat for a quick second while I'm pulling this up. Uh, I don't know how to interact with the chat. You know that. I, I am. You know exactly how to interact with the chat. I, I am I am completely dependent on you. Um, uh, here's, you you here's clicked a, on it, Dad. You know how to click on it. Well, yeah, but my mouse goes to sleep, and then I don't know how to do it. There's one from uh, Taker610. Thank you, Taker. Uh, for the two dollar donation, <laughs> I once owed two times what my car was worth. Ah, I tell you right. Uh, yeah, that can happen. Happens all the time. Um, okay, Igor wants another story. I I just want to, and then I'm ready. I want to. Okay, I want to finish about Uncle Julius's store. Um, literally, <laughs> when when Elvis wanted to shop at at my uncle's store, and the store was closed on Sundays in those days. They would they would open the store up for Elvis on Sunday so he could come in and shop. Now, if you've ever seen any biopics about Elvis, there's that story about how he bought a sales clerk a Cadillac. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. that was a sales clerk in my uncle's store in Memphis, Tennessee. Wow. That, that you didn't know, but yes. So, um, yeah, so there you, there you have it. Um, Uncle Julius, uh, Julius Lewis, men's and ladies and, well, kids' stores. They sold nothing but luxury goods, high-priced goods. In, in a thousand-mile radius, nobody sold more uh, high-end clothing and suits than Uncle Julius. Um, they used to have uh, oil men fly in from Houston, Texas, and, and places like that wow. to come shop at his stores um to buy to buy suits and stuff yeah that's really neat then and that's i can tell you when, from memphis oh yeah most of the family was from memphis and when we would go down there part of being family was we got we got 40 percent off on anything we bought and like my father said and even at 40 off we still overpaid but that's besides the point <laughs> <laughs> so i never got to meet my dad's dad so it's always fun and i never got to meet this uncle julius either they your yeah. your parents passed away when you were pretty young so i never got to meet him so it's always fun to hear uh, these types yes. of stories that's really cool yes 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 absolutely all right ready pops let me show you what the heck we are working on can you see a ford explorer on your screen uh yes <laughs> awesome all right so what we're working on guys is when you'll you'll see like a, a help me buy button on a vehicle, and then we'll be welcoming you to your deal roadmap. We're going to call it the Car Edge deal roadmap. Okay, got it. There's this roadmap. So here's your deal roadmap. Trade in. Do I have a trade in? Sure. Get my trade in value. Let me enter my info and add my card. Awesome. I can see what my trade in value is. Or no, if I don't have a trade in, obviously, I would click that. And then there's all sorts of, you know, kind of like guide on the side. And then I can continue. And it's like, okay. Do you plan to finance your vehicle? If the answer is yes, get pre-approved with one of our credit unions and you can enter that information right in here. Or again, if you're not going to finance, just click on no. But we'll say yes, we're going to finance. And then, whoops, we're going to click no so that the prototype works. And then you go dad, to contact the seller. And this is where, and this is, please do not like screenshot this email copy. It's, it's not correct. But here's where we're going to give you the information for the dealership and who to contact at the dealership and then what to say. We're going to update the templates and even some just like general advice, you know, like if you get questioned for these things, talked about the OTD price, 
And then eventually you save and continue. Then, Dad, when you get to negotiate, you're going to upload your out-the-door price to us so that we can help review it for you. So you'll enter in your sales price and the tax and the doc fee and the title fee and the registration fee. And then you'll be able to even add in additional fees that they hit you with as well, like the Turbo Security System 3000 or whatever it is. You can add additional fees. This, this is so that we can start to build a database of particular dealers and who's charging what fees. We can add that quote. We can then come back and edit it if we need to. We'll add follow-up quotes. Let me edit it so that the prototype likes it. Update, add follow-up quote. The idea here is that we'll be able to keep track of all of your quotes in one place and help you identify when it's actually a fair price. If you need insurance, if they're going to hit you with the extended warranty, make sure you know what those prices are beforehand. And eventually we'll get you to a, a an all done screen where we need to add some sort of checklist here. Like now you're going to go take delivery at the dealership, you know, or final steps, but we'll add a checklist of some sort here. But that, that's what we're working on behind the scenes is like literally step-by-step wow. step, the deal roadmap for anyone who's going to buy a car. I'm curious to get your feedback. I'm curious to get the chat's feedback. Um, and folks are doing interviews with us today, helping us like look at this and make it even better. And that will be free, 100% free. Okay, so when when people are, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to use this word, uh, when people are Please. bitching <laughs> about us having the charge for certain things so that we can produce things like the, the car roadmap, um, the deal road, which is free, the deal roadmap, which is free. Um, I don't know that, 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 that seems like a pretty good deal. Doesn't it for that stuff to be free? I think so. My fingers are crossed. Hopefully, hopefully the world agrees as well. I think it'll just make people's yeah. lives easier as they go through the process of buying the car. So stay tuned. That's, that's about two, three months out and we will, uh, we'll be there to, to help everyone as they're navigating that car buying process. Let's let's call it a show, Dad. We could go through more of the comments over on the Car Edge channel. Um, again, we're we're just thrilled that we get to continue to invest in building this out. And and I do want to just point out, I pulled it up on the screen briefly, and I'll drop the link in the chat again. We've updated the company page back on uh, CarEdge.com. You can meet the team. You can understand our mission, our vision, what we're working towards. So please take a peek at that. And Dad, we will be back at what time? I believe at noon Eastern nine specific uh tomorrow uh tuesday january 24th and and we'll we'll do all this again i promise and maybe even we'll get a watch update tomorrow as well yeah, i i you know i just moved back into my condo i i've got so much crap to take care of um that i'm sorry i didn't do a watch update today but i, I i'm I'm trying to set up my other computer. Uh, actually, I, 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 my dryer is about to go off. I have laundry to fold. The, it's a never-ending series of tasks um, that I, I, I don't know. Happy birthday, I Sylvia. Even, ha, happy birthday, Sylvia. I, and you know what else? I, I haven't even figured out where the hell my knives and forks are. Okay? I need to find – I found plates – I found and I found, but I have no idea where the knives and for, I, I got work to do, ladies and gentlemen. I do apologize. Maybe there'll be a watch update later in the week. <laughs> have a great Monday, everyone. Uh, thank you, Pops, for doing this. As always, happy birthday, Sylvia. We will see you all back here tomorrow at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific. Thank you, Dad.
Thank you, handsome. It was good to, good seeing you today. I, I kind of miss actually sitting next to you, but you know, I, I'd still really much rather be here than there. <laughs> Fair enough. I love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Join us again next time. Which is probably tomorrow. To get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon.